Welcome to the Gravity Beer Podcast. This is a special edition because we're doing an episode for each game of the NBA Finals. We did one for game one. In fact, we had a pregame show, then we had a brief segment at halftime, and then we did a postgame show, and that's exactly what we're going to do for game two. I think we're going to probably miss a couple of games, but we're going to try hard to do this for each one. First of all, we're coming from Gravity Beard Studio C, and I'm joined with a friend of mine. Uh, say hello. Hello, uh, blog nation. Hello. Podcast nation. This this is both a friend of mine and my broadcast partner. Uh, the reason why I asked him to join me for this project is because um, he is a LeBron James fan, mm. and I am not a LeBron James fan. So going into the finals... It's intriguing because we are on both sides of this matchup. What we're trying to do here is, is again, we want to have a, a brief segment before the game, then at halftime, and then we're going to revisit. And what we want to do is just kind of do a check of each other's confidence uh, at each parts of the, of, the, of the game and then throughout the series. But the other thing I wanted to explain as to why you're joining me specifically is because we have a little bit of history uh, regarding LeBron James. We do. We do. So basically what happened was is last year we made a bet on the finals and it was the Cleveland Cavaliers again versus the Golden State Warriors and we bet a steak dinner per game yes and you know whatever the net result would be that's how many steak dinners the other person would win mm-hmm. the series ended in um, in Italia four to two so you owed me two steak dinners yep and what we decided to do is that you and your spouse would take me and my spouse out for steak dinner and then we would call it even yes that bet has not been paid off correct so while you and I were watching the uh, Western Conference Finals at some point, you suggested, why not double or nothing? And I jumped on that immediately. Yes. And so you hesitated after I jumped so quickly, but at the end of the day, you agreed to a double or nothing bet. So going into this year, and by the way, at the time, that series wasn't over, so you didn't know if it was going to be Cleveland versus Oklahoma or Cleveland versus Golden State. Yep, that's right. And uh, it ended up being Golden State, so here we go. And so double or nothing uh, the Golden State Warriors won Game One, so I'm up one steak dinner mm. towards towards doubling my my steak dinner bet. Mm-hmm. And of course, today is Game Two. So yes. Well, I guess what I want to ask you is, mm-hmm. well, first of all, summarize summarize for me, kind of what you felt like you from from a LeBron James fan perspective. What did you see in Game One, and, and just and just Cleveland in general? Yeah. Yeah, so from a LeBron James fan, King James fan perspective, uh, I watched LeBron James almost hit a triple-double, uh, and I think he had, what, one or two points in the entire second quarter? He, he had 23 points total. He was one assist away from a triple-double. Yes. I think may, you and I might agree that it was a pretty quiet triple-double. There were moments where he looked you know, dominant, and then others where he absolutely did not. Yeah, like the second quarter. Uh, yeah. So, so – if I could summarize that, LeBron James did exceptionally well. Uh, I was a little nervous every time Iguodala got on the court and defended LeBron James because he had such an outstanding defensive game. Um, but LeBron James still performed. He wasn't. He was. He was not shut down by any means. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. You had Kyrie Irving shooting less than thirty percent. You had J.R. Smith who what shot three total shots. He had in. three total shots. Yeah, that's that's embarrassing. He had one shot that was almost an air ball. He clanked off the rim in, in the first half, and then two shots in the second half. He made one. One was for so he had three points. He was yeah. he was one for three for three points. Yes, and that's embarrassing. J.R. Smith, as a starter for the Cleveland Cavaliers, cannot do that, especially with the attention they're putting on 
Kevin Love, Kyrie, LeBron James. I mean, J.R. Smith has to have more than three shots in every quarter, for that matter, much no less question. the entire game. Talk about Kevin Love a little bit. Kevin Love did. I was I was impressed. He didn't put up 20. So, so game one, I said if Kevin Love scores 20 points any given game, the Cavaliers will win. And he scored 17. He did not score 20 points. He scored 17. He scored 17 points. Uh, you know, I, I was impressed with how he started off, but they started off uh, going to Kevin Love, started off strong, uh, and then he just kind of faded. You know, he, he didn't keep the momentum going. They actually um, took him out of the game. Yeah, subbed him out, put in Chan- Channing Fry. Uh, Fry didn't do didn't, anything. Yeah, didn't have any matter. presence in the game yeah. at all. Kevin, they went back to Kevin Love, uh, but again, Kevin Love just he he needs to make more of an impact. I, I understand he scored 17 points. Uh, he needs to show up, be more aggressive, uh, and he needs to score 20 points. Well, particularly because he's one of the big three. Yes. So you can't have one of your big three not show up at all. And Kyrie cannot go what seven for. 27 for 22, 23, whatever it was. He he has to shoot better than that. He's their scorer. He is. So if I'm hearing you correctly, Kevin Love was okay, but we got taken out of the game, so not as effective as they would have hoped. Yes. Kyrie Irving shot a very low shooting percentage. Yes. And LeBron disappeared in two quarters. Maybe it's a little strong to say he disappeared, but he did not play up to King James status. He had nine points after the first half. Yes. And it was ended with uh 23 and he himself said that he had a very very poor fourth quarter maybe yes. maybe he was talking about the team in general but yeah. i mean he had a poor fourth quarter yes and and the cleveland cavaliers cannot turn the ball over the way that they did they've got to create so 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 game one they didn't create enough turnovers right and they turned the ball over too many times and they could not make a basket i watched golden state show up on the offensive side and confuse the cavaliers Show up on the defensive side and confuse the Cavaliers. Um, but I believe after watching film, game one, uh, Tyron Lue will make the adjustments necessary. Uh, Cavaliers will come out strong. Kyrie has a better shooting game. Kevin Love shows up. Uh, JR takes more than three shots. And, and the Cavaliers will make the adjustments necessary. So you're saying everything they didn't do in game one, where they're going to show up and do in game two? Yes. Okay. Not maybe not everything, but I I do believe they will get the players involved that need to get involved. Okay. J.R. Smith, Kevin Love, Kyrie. Uh, do you ex- are there any role players for Cleveland Shumpert or any of the others that you expect to show up in a big way? You know, tonight, if 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 it's not Channing Frye, I don't I don't see there being a person off the bench that comes in. Shumpert, Jefferson, Delvadova. I don't. I Delhi? don't. Delhi? Why not Delhi? Well, after getting up close and personal with Iguodala, maybe he he needs to come back just to shake things up. So close and two. so personal. <laughs> yes, he reached out and touched him. Yeah, that although it wasn't yeah. a flagrant foul, it potentially was illegal. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. There was no no sexual harassment, but there poten- it was it was offensive. It was, it was offensive. All right, let me take a shot at, at talking about uh, the Golden State Warriors. Yes, uh, shockingly, I don't remember what the total points were between between. The Splash Brothers, but... 20, I think. Yeah, but at some point they had like 10 or 12. Yeah. They actually hit a couple of key shots down down to, uh, towards the end of the game to stretch it out. Right. But, they, I mean, almost their lowest total of their careers, right? Yeah, for sure. Regular or postseason. Yes. Uh, 
but the bench outscored uh, scored Cleveland. I think forty five to it wasn't nine. It was like forty five. Maybe it was forty five. I think it was forty five to nine. But anyway, I mean, an, an enormous difference in bench bench performance. So those two guys almost had, had no impact at all. Um, their backup point guard had. 20, I think twenty points or twenty five. I mean, basically their bench was was the team, yes. the whole team. Yeah. Shockingly, it was unbelievable the way they won that game, and they won huge. It was a fifteen point victory. I think at halftime I said they were going by twelve, but they went they went ahead and won by by fifteen. Uh, I I don't know, I don't know what what I would have Golden State do differently. Uh, I guess you can't you can't assume that that their bench is going to score forty five points. That's absurd. But I also wouldn't assume that you know that that Curry and and uh, uh, Thompson are, are gonna are gonna are gonna do almost almost nothing. So so I I don't know. I maybe you, maybe you kind of both. Maybe you expect those those guys to, to show up like they normally do, and, and their bench is still gonna be confident because they were so confident in game one. I, I it could still be a fifteen or twenty point blowout. I, yeah, I, I I believe personally if if Steph Curry and Clay Thompson don't show up. The bench, the bench will lose the morale. The team will lose its morale because those are the, the goat. And I know game one that didn't happen, sure. but game two, if it happens again, I, I believe Golden State's in trouble if if Clay Thompson and Steph Curry don't show up. I mean, you have to be right, but you also can't. You have to say, man, there's no way they're gonna have a game anywhere close, unless unless Cleveland, you know, like you pointed out in last game that LeBron did an excellent job of shutting down Curry. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Curry. Obviously, LeBron is incredibly athletic, but Curry is one of the fastest guys with the ball in the league. So he should have been able to, even able to out outmaneuver LeBron at times, but he wasn't. Right. LeBron played excellent defense against him, so yeah. he essentially neutralized Curry. That could happen again, right? They, Cleveland and LeBron certainly don't want to uh, go down two nothing, even though it's pretty customary for a good team to win their two games at home. They don't want that. Yeah. Uh, so, man, they could get shut down. You, you know, the the, the strategy. What's interesting is that the strategy for Cleveland might might be to do the same thing, just execute a little better. Yeah. Uh, and Golden State's strategy might be to do the same thing. You, you know, it's not that that uh, Curry and Thompson tried to do nothing. They were just, you know, the, the Cleveland had good defense at times. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, it's possible that neither team does anything different. They just yeah. hope to execute differently. Yeah. And if Cleveland executes a little better, man, they're they're in it. I mean, shooting. I th- it was less than. I mean, it was thirty. I wish we could go back and look at. It. I can't remember, but uh, Cleveland just did not show up in a way that they needed. They, they hustled. They fought. They did all these things. Yeah. But they they just didn't didn't put up the numbers that they need to. Well, so I, I think both of you, both of us pointed out. Man, look at the way Cleveland is following through on plays until they just get the job done. Yeah. And a lot of times they were getting extra rebounds they shouldn't have gotten. Mm-hmm. They weren't necessarily getting a lot of fouls. I think the fouls seemed fairly even throughout the game. Where they got killed was turnovers. Yep. Uh, like 15 to 9 or something like that. Uh, okay. Well, there we go. That's that's our pregame segment. Uh, this is the Gravity Beard podcast, uh, broadcasting from Gravity Beard Studio C. This is our special edition uh, episode because this is Meat Bet Part 2, where if the uh, Golden State Warriors win the series by any margin of games at all, I take my Meat Bet winnings from two steak dinners to four steak dinners. This is fun. I'm looking forward to the game. Tip-off is in 15 minutes. Um, We'll be back with you for a brief halftime segment. Watch King LeBron reign again. Uh, I don't think he can stop the show. We'll talk to you guys soon. Here we go. Okay, welcome back. This is the uh, Gravity Beard Podcast Special Edition, the Meat Bet 
part two. We're this is our halftime segment. Yep. Um, here with my amigo, the LeBron fan. We're also joined by another friend of ours. How are you doing? Doing good. How are you? Are you enjoying the game so far? It's a very good game. Now you seem like you're really enjoying the game. I am. Tell me why you're enjoying it so much. This is probably the first full basketball game I watched all season. <clears throat> so I don't have cable. So I take advantage of any time it's a game opportunity to watch. And me being a basketball coach, kind of look at the details of the game. Right. Okay, so you've got a unique perspective. Yes. So before before I get to the LeBron fan's perspective, because he's going to tell us, <clears throat> he's going to tell us why he's still optimistic, and then I'm going to counter him and deflate his balloon. <laughs> from, from, from a coach's perspective, someone that can really look at it and can break it down tactically, tell, tell us what you're seeing. Um, it's pretty much simple. Uh, for the Golden State Warriors, they're killing down low in the paint. Um, that's mainly it. They had a couple of big threes that kind of took the lead. That's the spread it apart, but mainly they're beating Cavaliers down low in the paint. How big of a hit do you think it is that uh, Andrew Bogut's not in the game any longer? It's a pretty good hit because at first he was just dominating with the rebounding and blocking shots, causing LeBron James to miss a lot of easy layups. This is presence alone made LeBron James miss so many easy layups. Yeah, so so in game one, LeBron was, was frustrated and dominated by Andre Iguodala. Then Andrew Bogut comes out mm-hmm. like a machine, just a monster, and then all of a sudden he's gone. He got they, I didn't hear him report on the injury. I haven't heard an update. Yep, no Neither. update yet. Okay, so give me your perspective. You got LeBron James, who struggled to show up in the first quarter. Uh, who's be, be more specific than that. <laughs> I, I, I will be more specific. Uh, LeBron James almost has a triple-double at halftime. Okay, so that's him showing up. What, what, were his, what were his stats after the first quarter? His first, the only thing I remember is he had five assists and zero points. Zero points. Which, 0 for 5. Which is the first time that's ever happened in the history of his career where he's gone. He scored 0 points in the first quarter of a finals game. Of a finals, that's correct. But he show, he he gets his, he pulls his head out of the clouds. He comes back and uh, has 14 points in the second quarter. Uh, hey, I'll, I'll tell you who, who I thought made a difference for Cleveland that was surprising was mm-hmm. Richard Jefferson. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Who was not anywhere to be seen game one. I was going to say, did he have... Any minutes in game one? Did like Richard Jefferson? Minutes. You really did have 12, 12 minutes? minutes? I don't remember seeing Richard first Jefferson. Game? First game, 12 minutes. Did you okay. see the first Two game? Point. No, I saw the stats. Though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so Richard Jefferson shows up and is hustling and diving and uh, I think he has eight or nine points and uh, playing some good defense. So, uh, I mean, Richard Jefferson, you got J.R. Smith, who uh, probably has doubled his points from game one already. Just, <laughs> I mean, he hasn't done a ton, but uh, he's shown up a little bit. Um, talk, talk about how you um, okay you've already kind of started but mm-hmm. tell us what you like with their offense tell us what you like on their defense I, I liked uh, the first quarter Cleveland's offense uh, and they just you know Kyrie started off strong making shots uh, and when I say I like their offense everything but LeBron James because the first quarter he, he didn't show up he scored but zero he scored zero points Cavaliers are still leading by three points after the first quarter, which I was really excited about. Now you fast forward, and it's second quarter. LeBron James puts up 14 points, and they're down, they're down eight, eight points. Right. Uh, and so, you know, something's got to give. Uh, I think Kevin Love is nowhere to be seen. Uh, he's not doing much of anything. Uh, I, I even think 
I'm encouraged with how the bench has at least brought a little bit to the table compared to last game. You got ten points by the bench, which which equaled their yeah or more. I think they got nine the entire game game one. Yeah, so you've got ten points off the bench between Shumpert. Shumpert's got three, uh, Jefferson with seven, but he's he's got a strong presence in the game. Yeah, uh, LeBron again pushing for a triple double. I expect him to get there this time. Yeah, something he's done before. Yeah, but Kyrie, what Kyrie's sitting at what? Kyrie Irving has four points. He's two for eight. He has four points. And see, and, <laughs> yeah, and in the first quarter, and it was they were the first two shots of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kyrie, and then he said on the bench. I mean, Kyrie needs to get back. Kyrie Irving shooting twenty five percent. J.R. Smith shooting twenty percent. Tristan Thompson shooting just under fifty percent. LeBron James shooting just under fifty percent. Kevin Love two for six. Yeah. Shooting about thirty, about thirty three percent. Yeah, and that's. I mean, Cleveland has to execute. Cleveland has to finish the ball. They still look uh, um, lost at times on defense. the The effort is there, just like it was in Game One. Uh, I'm seeing them scramble for balls, uh, keep working hard until they either win or, or lose the possession. I mean, they're they're staying in plays every mm-hmm. single time, you know, just like they were in the last game. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing them win as many battles. I'm actually seeing goal. It seems like. You know, from a layman's perspective, that Golden State is winning more battles than they did in the first game. Cleveland may still be coming out ahead in those, mm-hmm. but Golden State is winning more of them. Yeah, seems to be. You, would you agree with that, or yeah. is that the right? I agree with that. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like Golden State's catching up with them on winning the one-on-one battles in, yeah. any, in any, any given play. Cleveland's still doing a great job of extending possessions. Yes, by, by with the rebounding, mm-hmm. uh, but not doing great because I, I don't I don't know what the stats are, but Cleveland LeBron has had too many turnovers. In the first couple of quarters, LeBron's got four four yeah. turnovers. Yeah, that's unacceptable for the King. That's that's <laughs> that's four of their five. They only have five turnovers total. Yeah, and he's got four of them. Yes, um, interesting. Well, Golden State's up by eight. They don't seem nearly as dominant dominant as a team, in my opinion, in this game. Mm-hmm. You, even even at the times in the game one where they were behind, they seemed a really confident bunch, and then they kind of. Felt like they were kind of playing around with Cleveland, and then that proved to be the case at the end of the game because they dominated. They won by 15. Mm-hmm. In this game, I don't. They don't seem as. You know, they don't. They don't seem as dominant just overall. Yeah, and you got to look. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry still haven't really shown up in a way that they need to to, to boost Golden State. No, they haven't. You it feel been, like it, you've got something to say there. It's been more Dray- Draymond Green suiting the threes for him. Yeah, and unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. But he has set the pace for Golden State's Warriors, and usually it's Clay Thompson or no question a Curry to stand setting that pace. And it seemed like in due to Thompson and Curry has not stepped into the building yet. Like they playing no around. Uh, yeah. In case you don't know what the stats are, they've got twenty combined points so far. Hmm. So they're they're not absent. That they didn't have much more than that the entire yeah. game. Mm-hmm. So so they're there. But but again, and, and their bench isn't showing up obviously nearly as much. You know their their bench. Um, uh, six, uh, ten. They've got ten points off the bench. They're way behind in their bench production. But I mean, let's throw out everything we've talked about so far. They're up by eight. Mm-hmm. Le- you know, last last game they were up by nine at halftime. They ended up winning by fifteen. Mm-hmm. You know, again, again, Cleveland showed up in the third, played really hard. You know, acted like they were going to make a game out of it. Then in the fourth, they kind of, the whole team just melted. They lost by fifteen. So it still seems like it's possible that Golden State. Is kind of playing with their food. Like, 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 like. At any point, they could take this thing seriously, and, and win the game. Or, or, you, it, I, I feel like we're in the exact same situation. Halftime's going to end. The third quarter's going to start. We're going to be gauging 
you know, is Cleveland going to make a game of this or are they going to get embarrassed? But again, so let me, so given that point, let me let me um, give you another perspective. All we're doing in this series so far through one and a half games is waiting to see if Cleveland's not going to get embarrassed. We're not saying these are two even teams that are making a series or are giving a game out of it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it seem like that's where we're coming from? Well, see, I, I would I wouldn't go that fo- that far. Uh, man, Cleveland Cleveland's more than a thirty percent shooting team. So game one they shoot thirty percent and they lose by fourteen. I I chalk that up to the West and the East game one figuring all that stuff out. This is not the same. They don't have Golden State does not have momentum from their bench. You don't have Barbosa. You don't have Livingston. You don't have, you know, these guys showing up riding this wave into the second half of of being awesome. But they're also not riding the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson wave. So I believe as poor as Cleveland has been shooting, not Tristan Thompson and, and LeBron James, but Kyrie, Kevin Love, Jr., uh, all these other guys that. Man, if if they just start connecting with the opportunities they're getting, I mean, Cleveland's up, and it's eight points. You know, Draymond had two threes. He got lost in the shuffle. I mean, that's Cleveland's in this game. They're not. They're not getting it. But you could say the exact same thing about Golden State. Exactly, you can. And Golden State's up by eight. So I've, so so, I'll get I'll get to you in one second. Uh, so Thompson or Curry could could activate in either either the third or the fourth quarter and just make this thing absurd, mm-hmm. right? Or the bench could start like, like you've just pointed out that both the bench and the Splash Brothers are doing almost nothing. They're looking very pedestrian, yeah, right now, and they're up by eight. Mm-hmm. So if if anything starts going Golden State's way, it's going to get ugly, really ugly fast, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if if Cleveland just starts starts getting anything done in any facet that you just named. Their best chance is just kind of staying in it and not getting embarrassed. Mm-hmm. That seems like that's the uh, the upside. You yeah. want you want to go I want to say LeBron James has to take over this game for Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I feel like the Golden State Warrior has multiple players that can turn out, but for the Cleveland Cavaliers, it's only LeBron James or Kyrie Irving. Right now, we see Kyrie Irving is not that player right now, and we know that LeBron James can be that player because he's done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, He's missing too many easy layups, mm-hmm. too many easy layups, and he just needs to take over the game for it to be a competitive game. But are, aren't you afraid that if LeBron takes over, then everyone else is going to kind of shrink a little, kind of wilt a little bit, so and what? then so what? and then they're still going to get embarrassed? Nobody has stepped up yet. Like everything we're talking about here is what is what does Cleveland have to do to not get embarrassed, not win mm-hmm. the game? We're not talking about Cleveland even winning the game, right? True. That doesn't even seem like a like a reasonable possibility. No way, Cleveland wins game two. This is eight points. They don't. They're not right. Golden State isn't isn't w- having their way like game one. LeBron James is going to show up in the second quarter. He will dominate. Look for Richard Jefferson. He's going to still be a key role in the in the second half. And Kyrie will have uh, down the stretch in the fourth quarter a presence in the game. Okay. So- LeBron James, Richard Jefferson carry the Cavs to victory tonight. Game two. And the margin of victory in Cleveland's and, uh, favor? In Cleveland's favor, I'm I'm saying I'm saying we're looking at a ten point game for ten Cleveland. point victory in Cleveland's. Yes. Okay, so they're going to outscore them in the second half by eighteen. Correct. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that, I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> by LeBron James, Richardson, Jefferson carries the team. Okay, great. Yeah. Got you down. I'm going to say that's that's absurd. Okay. I, I think what we're going to see is exactly what we saw in the second half of last game. We're going to see Golden State in a period, I don't know when, either the third or fourth or some period in between where they're not going to take things that seriously. They're probably going to squander their eight-point lead. They might even get down by four or six, 
and they're still going to win by double digits, 12, 15 points, just like they did in, in game one. Mm-hmm. You want to weigh in with uh, your prediction? <clears throat> if LeBron James steps up and so out, I got the Cavaliers by three. If not, the Warriors by ten. ten okay, but but you got to go one way or the other. I'm so go which, one way. I love both of your analyses, uh, but you got to you got to pick right. one or the other. I'm a, I'm a man of stats, and LeBron James has not lost a game two in the series, so I'm gonna go with Cavaliers by three. Oh, wow, we've got two out of three that are predicting that Cleveland wins this game. Okay, there we go. That's our halftime show. We're uh, we're gonna go out and see what the uh, the quote unquote experts say to see how close we are. Uh, we'll be back in the post-game show. I like that you're so confident. I'm definitely, I would not be confident if I was you. I'm very <laughs> confident that Golden City is going to get the job done and get it done very convincingly down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, but let's go find out who's right. All, All right. right. We'll see everybody in a bit. Thanks. There it is. Okay. Gravity Beard podcast, special edition, game two of the NBA Finals 2016. That was an outrageous loss. <laughs> yep. It was eight points at the half. The final score was 77 to 110 for a margin of victory of 33 in favor of the Golden State Warriors. Yes. <clears throat> we are broadcasting from Studio C. What would you like to say about that? <laughs> Look. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's not there's not a lot that can be said other than it's a seven game series. This is only two games. We've seen we've seen teams come back down O two before. When Richard Jefferson and LeBron James are the only two people that you're hanging your hat on for an entire half or an entire team, that's trouble. But that's what tonight was. Um, LeBron James seven turnovers. Didn't show up in the fourth quarter, but none of the starters did. So they had nine turnovers in the last game. This game, LeBron by himself had seven. Yes. The king. The king. That is unacceptable from LeBron James. Yeah. Well, LeBron James got to take it to the hoop. He's He's got to will. He's got to exert his will on the Golden State Warriors, and he did not do that. All right. So, so that's – I could tell from your tone, your body language, your energy level – but you're, but you're being as positive as you possibly can. Game three, here we come. That's all I have to say. <laughs> you sound very, very, understandably very, very deflated. Short-term memory loss is key in this moment. There's no question. For LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Kevin. Well, Kevin Love may actually have short-term memory loss from his concussion. <laughs> yeah, he appears to have a concussion. If he doesn't, I mean, he, if he's diagnosed with a concussion, he doesn't play next game. Yeah, which may be good for the Cavs, the way he's playing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn to our special guest now. Yes. What do you got for us? Uh, Cavaliers got whooped. Uh, point blank, s- simple. Uh, nobody from the Cavaliers showed up to play. Uh, where, where, where did it go wrong? Because it was a close game for a while. It was. A they close were game. only down eight at, at the half, yeah. which they were down nine last game, and they made a game of it in the third. Mm-hmm. What happened? It, it all started with not finishing. Um, finishing drives, too many turnovers. Um, the Warriors didn't play exceptional great basketball. They played decent basketball, but the Cavaliers just didn't finish their drives or just stupid mistakes as easy turnovers. So, so I think I think we said somewhere along the way. 
I mean, I think you said it was execution, or, or yeah. I mean, lack lack of execution by mm-hmm. Cleveland. Almost not quite the entire game, but I mean, it was lack of execution. Yeah, after the first two possessions of the first <laughs> quarter, it was lack of execution. Actually, the first quarter zero turno- zero turnovers. Yeah, I mean, they were playing tight. I mean, and LeBron, they were up three. LeBron didn't make it on the board, but he was he was on pace for another, a much easier triple double even than he had in game one. Yeah. We had Steph Curry in foul trouble pretty early. Mm-hmm. He sat for eight minutes in the third, mm-hmm. and then sat most of the fourth because it wasn't necessary. But, but they had some things in their favor. So, yeah. where, where, where in your mind? I mean, do you agree? Is is it just lack of execution? Was yeah. there something? Was there a turning point, or was it they just didn't execute most of the game? I think it was lack of execution, and then I also think man, when Golden State gets going, no matter who it is, Draymond Green, the crowd gets into it. I mean, that's there's for sure home court advantage. So, I mean, they just but, took but, it off. Okay, so Draymond Green scores 28 points. I think he finished with 28, right? Yeah. Um, and that's probably well above what his postseason average per game, right? He's probably 20, 20. I don't know what it, I have no idea. But yeah. but he's not the one that scores almost 30 points a game. That usually goes to, to Curry or Thompson. Correct. They scored 35 total. Steph got in, in foul trouble, so he missed a bunch of time. Mm-hmm. And because they had a big lead. So they still weren't a factor, really. I mean, truly. Um, their bench looked like a bench this time. They scored, I don't remember what the total was, but they scored, I don't know, 10 points or something. Right. 10, 15, whatever. I mean, the Cavs just didn't show up. I mean, I'd like to go back and look at it. Kyrie, I, I guarantee you didn't shoot more better than 35%. LeBron James, he did all right, but he didn't. he didn't – he didn't do LeBron James. He played just like a, a good player. So we saw an interesting stat up on that they showed that covered up my entire screen <laughs> on my TV. Very strange graphic the way they the way they displayed it. What was it? It was something like their average was against I think against Golden State, their average was thirty eight percent shooting ninety, 90 points. points. Mm-hmm. When they showed that graphic, they had scored like sixty seven or sixty eight points and were shooting about they were shooting thirty seven percent. So, simple math would tell me they were ta- they were shooting the same percentage, but shooting far less shots. That's the only way you can have that those stats. Mm-hmm. I, I I wasn't really making note of that. I wasn't watching that game, going, man, Cleveland doesn't seem to be taking a lot of shots. But it would say that. Uh, I'm going to go to our tactician. Or, okay. well, I'll get to you one second. Mm-hmm. What did did it, did, you, did it seem like they were taking very few <clears> shots? <throat> yeah, I, I guess so. Fewer, um, like we, a, we, an unusually low number of total shots. I guess so with, with, with the turnovers. That's my, oh, that's my only explanation. With the turnover, they didn't take many shots. But I thought it was such an odd stat. It, it is an odd stat, but just Cleveland didn't show up. It's, so so Cle- <laughs> Cleveland didn't show up, and I also have a point to make about that. Okay, sorry. So turnovers is part of it, but also Cleveland can make three pointers. They were. I'd like to see their three point shots. For this game, I I don't have that stat. It wasn't many, so if you have well, six, I mean LeBron had two or three. Yeah, but if you have if you have seventy points on thirty seven percent shooting, and you typically have ninety points on thirty eight percent shooting. Oh, so you're you're saying I'm maybe the three point shots were the down. three point. Kyrie's not hitting them from three. Jr. Okay. not hitting them from three. Yeah. Channing Frye's not hitting them from three. If LeBron James leading your team in threes, you're missing out on some points somewhere. I think that's the answer. I think that you probably nailed it. That's probably what it was. Um, you pre- you need to predict. You said that Richard Jefferson and LeBron James have got to step up in the second half. Really, LeBron James. Both of you guys agreed. LeBron James has to not just play well, but take over the game. Yes. 
Richard Jefferson actually, I don't, even, I barely remember the guy in, right. ga- in game one. All of a sudden, if they would have won the game, LeBron would have played a typical LeBron game. You might have said Richard Jefferson was the hero. Right. I mean, that faded. Everything faded in the, th- in, you know, in the second half. But forget about that. But but he, that that's what happened. Richard Jefferson was a factor. Yeah. Where he wasn't in game one. Yeah. Um, man, I, I just, I just watched that game, and, and I, you know, both of us repeatedly have said, all of us have said, Cleveland didn't show up in this game. I, I might argue Golden State didn't show up in this game. Draymond Green showed up, but I, I might say both teams didn't, didn't show up uh, to some degree to who they really are, and. Golden well, State still won by 33. And Klay Thompson and Steph Curry are shooting 50% from three. I know they only took eight or nine shots. That's that's pretty good. But they only scored 35 points total out of 110. True. Right. So they, you could, mathematically, in terms of the total score, you could say they're almost not a factor. So between them and Draymond, which are their top three, I mean, they had 70 points. Fair, fair enough. So fair that's, enough. That's, you expect them to carry their weight like that. And then yeah. you got 10 from the bench, and then... You know, Iggy Dollar. Okay, so was... so there's, we'll wrap it up with this. Yeah. So there's there's two ways to look at this. Hmm. Um, only two. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, there's only two. <laughs> if you if you bring up a third, I'm going to shut you down. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just going to kick you out of here. Okay. Yeah. There's there, I see I see two ways of looking at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is, um, man, I'm trying to decide which one to start start with first. Um, Okay, I'll I'll start I'll start with the pessimist, and then I'll go to I'll I'll, I'll give you the optimist mm-hmm. in, in favor of Cleveland, and then I'll throw it to either one of both. Of, I'll throw it to both of you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you're the pessimist, then you're saying Golden State barely like I don't know who truly showed up besides Draymond Green, and they throttled them like it was a complete butt whooping of catastrophic proportions. Mm-hmm. Right, last game, still still the Splash Brothers were barely present. They only scored whatever twelve points or whatever it was. Twenty, I think it was twenty total. Mm, twenty total. They still won by fifteen. Now they more than doubled their lead. Like, what could Cleveland possibly do? What argument could you make that 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 says that they're not going to sweep this series? Okay, that's the severe pessimist. The optimist says it doesn't matter whether you win by one point or fifty points. It only gets you one victory, right? You only get one. Okay, so they're up two nothing. Okay, you would expect Golden State to win their two home games. Like they're that caliber team. You're shocked if they split. Okay. Cleveland is unbelievably, you know, pumped if they if they split, you know, to open the series. And you're going back to Cleveland. And you get two games there, so it's really it's only two games. And you expect you sh- they should lose those two games. Right. There, there's the pessimist and the optimist. Yeah. Where, where do you stand? I am on the pessimistic side, where you get blown out by 15 in the first game. The second game get blown blown out by 30 points. So it's like, what happened to the next two games? Like, because as a team, your morale is low now. The Cavaliers got blown out by the uh, first game by 15 points, second game 30 points, and their two best players hasn't really made a huge impact yet. Right. So as a Cavalier Cavalier fan, you're thinking like, man, we're going to get sweet if they show up. And they've proven you you might should fear their bench. Exactly. Not a bad so, night for you. I, I, I don't see it unless King James step up and get off your throne and actually play some basketball. 
that's only what fair, fair enough. Before we go to you, since you're a coach, are we seeing a, are we seeing a severe out coaching by Kerr over <clears throat> over Tyron Lue? Is is yes, first year head coach. Is he a first year head coach? Yeah, which is which year. is fair. I'm which just saying. Fair. Yeah. Definitely. Is he getting his butt whooped by the by his opposing coach? Yeah, it is. Okay. But at the same time, in professional basketball, coaching is, is up to a certain amount of strategies, mainly if sure. the player is so up and sure. So um, okay. Your closing point. Optimist, pessimist. They've 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 only they've only lost the two games that they were supposed to lose. Yeah. Or they're in big trouble, they might get swept. Yeah, as as frustrated as I am with Kevin Love, Kevin Love needs to recover and come back and play basketball. Uh, I believe Cavaliers go home, back to Cleveland. Uh, they get excited about home court advantage. Fans get in it. LeBron James says, hey, Kyrie, you haven't ever been here before. Hey, Kevin Love, you've never been here before. Hey, Tristan Thompson, you've never been here before. You know, let's And, and he spurs them on. They pull it together, uh, and they, they start playing Cleveland Cavalier basketball. And they, they show back up. It's two games. They're all right. So clearly you're on the optimist side. You're saying you just lost the two games you were supposed to lose. Well, I mean, we got we got it handed to us. The Cavaliers got it handed to them. But we discussed it. Games. San Antonio blew, blew out Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oklahoma City blew out Golden State. We've seen yeah. it multiple times throughout the So playoffs. it's happened in every series this postseason. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. not a rare thing this year. Yeah. And Golden State, was they were down 3-1 to Oklahoma City and came back and won. So right now I'm going, hey, we're all right. I partially agree with you. You don't really know where this thing stands until they've played at least one game in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Now, um, normally I think game five is the critical game in a series if you've got a really close series. Uh, this series, game three, is is the yes. big one. Because if Cleveland wins, it's kind of a whole new series because then both teams are winning the games they're supposed to win. Uh, and Cleveland's like, okay, we, we win our two games. We hold court. In our in our building, brand new series, literally a brand new series. Now it's three game series. Yeah, okay? and keep in mind, last year, after three games, Cleveland was up two one on Golden State. Yeah, so well, there's still a lot of basketball left to be played. But game three, I mean, yeah. Gold, Golden State wins game three. It's over. Game it is three is over. a must win. Yeah, game so three is a must win. Agree. No question. The king will rise. <laughs> I like that your uh, I can feel your energy is not as high as you'd like it to be. So, you, so your optimism is, optimism is, is even is hard hard to pick up on. Yes. But it, but it's there. I like it. Come on, I like it. Uh, okay, well there you go. There's our there's our uh, podcast for game two of the 2016 NBA Finals. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast Special Edition, recording uh, in Studio C tonight. We'll be back for uh, game three. We'll just have to see what happens. Thanks for being our special guest tonight. No problem. Thank you. All right. Buenas noches.